0: It's May 21st, and that is a, a day that has changed lives in history, and do and you know why? Because last night at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Olivia Rodrigo released her debut album, Sour, featuring her hit singles, Deja Vu, Driver's License, and Good For You. And today, that is our hot take. We are going to be discussing the hot take of Olivia Rodrigo as an artist, particularly Uh with her most recent and only, you know, album release, Sour. So, you know, buckle in. It'll be so exciting.
1: Yeah, I think you can tell from how Sunny introduced that. Sunny is a stan, a full stan. It's true. Like It's true. Like, loves. Loves. Stands
0: all of the above I just think she's so talented like she is one of Taylor Swift's sons and she lives up to it I think like it's so I just I think like uh, like Taylor Swift even like wanting to you know actively collabing with her like it's just so powerful and incredible do
1: I I, that's gonna be met with disappointment
0: I like I
1: already yeah I know yeah Okay, I I do not hate Olivia Rodrigo, nor do I think that she is, like, not talented. I mean, she obviously, like, I was looking through the song credits or whatever for the songs, and it looks like, besides the one that she obviously collabed with, with Taylor Swift, which we will get to that, but she, like, wrote all of the songs, and yeah. I think she is a fine singer. Um, that's I'm I'm not, I'm not a hater. I don't think that she shouldn't have like any career or anything like that. I'm not going to start a campaign against her.
0: However,
1: do I think that she's the second coming that so many people on my timeline like to present her as? No. No, I didn't. I think she's a fine mid-art. I think she'll grow like in five years. I think maybe like by her third album, I could see me really liking her when she is 23. But for right now, no. For me, pers- I, I also don't think I'm her target demographic, which I know sounds strange that so many of her mutuals love her and, like, are in the same age group that I'm in. But somehow I feel like I'm, like, I'm, I'm not the person that this is for. No, because she makes which, music for teen girls, and you don't yeah. like
0: teenagers.
1: See, that's the other thing that I was going to say, is that when I was listening to the album, I'm like, oh, this sounds like if if I was between 15 and 17 when this came out I'm sure this would have been my favorite album but since I'm not my in my high school bisexual era <laughs> era anymore, then oh then it, it no longer hits but like if this came out my junior year of high school I, I would
0: I I would probably no it's just because she has like the theater opinion. kid gay situation going for her or like no but t- I
1: love that
0: like that's I know not no a no but she's, she's the theater me. kid gay type that it's like she's the girl who dates the guy who's the lead in every show in high school
1: oh yeah no a lot of her songs sound she to me she sounds like someone who accidentally was a beard and didn't know that they were a beard. Exa- like, no, that's a thing. This, like,
0: it's a universal yeah. judgment of her music and the things she writes about. It's like, she is Lady Bird in the movie where she finds her boyfriend making out with another dude. Yeah, that's her. Like, <laughs> And Joshua Bassett being like, not that like the album is all about their relationship because like that could be uh, true. It could not, not be. It felt like it. No, it, it really did feel like it. Like, it really felt like it. But that's the thing. I that, felt like, like- it was such Ugh. a targeted. It was such a like you know how Taylor Swift's music it's like even though she's like oh I don't really want to name names anymore because like she did that when she was younger in her career and she didn't really yeah. go well no. for her. Olivia like, name released names. their so his social
1: security number, his address, his mom's and she made put a name, a target his bank his number. The like thing is is that I like if driver's license didn't get super popular in like the editing scene or on TikTok, I do not think it would have the number of streams that has. Have-
0: no of course
1: it's a 700 million streaming worth
0: yeah i don't think i don't think driver's license being the hit song that it is and the way that it has so much hype like the reason why it's ranked pretty low it's like ranked number nine on my sour ranking is oh that's higher than
1: or that's lower than mine
0: Oh, yeah. Well, like, I just think her other song, I just like prefer her other songs, but like, not that it's a bad song, but I'm just like, it is just a pop, it's just a pop ballad. And I think like when she, when she like develops more as an artist, I think she's gonna look back at the song and be like, damn, that really was my first release. Like, yikes. Like-
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lavender Menace. I'm one of your co-hosts, Renaissance Marie. Um, annoying Haitian. <laughs>
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: couldn't think of anything. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Annoying Haitian. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Part-time sunny hater.
0: Um, Full-time sunny hater.
1: Part-time general antagonist to all that I come across. Right. And uh, Pinterest plagiarist.
0: Pinterest yes.
1: painting plagiarist. That is
0: so true. That is so true. A little bit of the alliteration. Yes, my name is Sunny. Uh, known as a Sunny Book Nook on all social media platforms, including YouTube, where I make BookTube videos. And I am a Cancer, so therefore a terrorist, and a Capricorn Moon, <laughs> therefore. Uh, also a terrorist. Also a terrorist, and a Gemini rising. So a terrorist times three. It's like yeah. really, it's a really. I'm a triple threat. You're. I'm a threat in many ways. Terrorist. Um,
1: Stellium. What's it called? And you have, I'm like, a terrorist. I'm,
0: I'm a terrorist Stellium. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh Shout out to
1: Pokey for teaching me what that is because I didn't right. know.
0: Because Pokey's them. a Sagittarius Stellium. We were talking about this in the car yeah. today. This is why hanging around gay people is so toxic. <laughs> Because they're all stelliums, Every no. A because they all the talk spell. about things like stelliums. Yeah, I'm trying to like I'm trying to explain to my Aries friend who's a Capricorn moon, like what that means for him. Was <laughs> <laughs> talking about how men not liking astrology is just misogyny. <laughs>
1: this is a different point. Rewind yeah. a bit on a different conversation, but or earlier topic is like her being this like. Protege of Taylor Swift, and I think with like I I don't live, laugh, love that, and I I don't think she lives up to it at all. <laughs> like that I'm very so surprised. Silly.
0: That's such I know, a silly but take. like
1: like just as a I mean listen, her, like, personal or, like, creative relationship with Taylor Swift, I'm not gonna be like, Taylor, I think you should drop Olivia Rodrigo, like, no, but I think in terms of that relationship, especially with, uh, the way Chloe and Haley, or, yeah, Haley are Beyonce's protégés, and how Beyonce helps them in their career, I, I feel like they elevated and, like, define what it is to be a young artist with a like certified like legend who is helping you in the music industry or is helping like Mm -hmm. find you in your creative process in a way where I feel like Chloe and Haley as much as they are obviously influenced by Beyonce as fans and just people in the music industry they've really like cultivated what their look is what their sound is the, I think Olivia Rodrigo has it. done that
0: though because her music doesn't sound like Taylor's like mm. it, her music sounds like the music that she obviously listens to and likes obviously because yeah. it's like but off. I
1: think I mean like but I, I think, just think she sounds like a knockoff like I think it sounds I like someone trying I, just think I, I feel like it 17. sounds like someone trying to write a Taylor Swift song who's obviously 17 trying to write a Taylor Swift song
0: I don't think it's her trying to write a Taylor I think it's just her trying to write music in a way of, in about her own life and about her own experiences in a way that's like in a way that you know she would like f- music that she would want to listen to because you know like most I feel like most artists create work that they themselves would be like oh this is this is inspired yeah. by the people I, that I, I don't write.
1: deny that and I, I, know, I, I, I th- don't think that she's not talented I just don't think that like her being like, "Oh, this is the next
0: Taylor Swift or this is someone." Oh, but who, no like- one's saying that. Everyone's saying that she's like one of one of her, like, sons one of taylor's sons which i think it's true even like it's true not in the sense that she's going to be a star like taylor swift or on her i mean who knows like her career trajectory is like that's the future that's not that's not that's just something to like speculate about but I, it's not that her career is going to be like hers in any way i just think that because her music is influenced so much by like current day like a lot of like pop stars now and a lot of like you know and just the stuff that we like we grew up listening to and like the pop music that she like i just think that the fact that the her album is so influenced by sounds that are similar to like taylor swift in her like later eras you know but um and also kind of like also influenced by and also like um sampled like like the Paramore and like you know like it just it just has the vibes of the like harry styles like taylor swift like what like it's just very it's very pop of this era like the same way that like when like taylor Mm -hmm. swift kind of taylor swift kind of reinvented the wheel of pop in with like i feel like with 1989 and with like red like she really created music that was like I don't know. I think her shift
1: These are such from bold state. <laughs> no,
0: it's true though. Her music because Taylor Swift's pop music really defined the 2010s in a way that I feel like so so few other people who like make like just like pop music can say is true. Like I don't know. I just think like Beyoncé, like...
1: Beyoncé's you know albums but... in the
0: 2010s. Yeah, yeah, but Beyoncé like her she didn't come from making like country music or like like you know, she came from making like r&b and you know but like yeah right exactly but i'm saying that like in like because lemonade is is as much of an r&b and like some but not just lemonade lemonade is
1: like a lot more experimental but her titular album that came out i don't know what year i was in eighth grade so whatever year that was like 20 well i think olivia that
0: in an interview that her favorite beyonce album is i think birthday
1: uh, yeah, that was in the t- in the two um, thousands. I think that was before two thousand and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Beyonce yeah, came no, out with Beyonce's four
0: in the two thousands. I feel like her music in the two thousands really defined like pop. But I think in the two thousand tens, like you couldn't go anywhere without listening to the singles off of like Red and like nineteen eighty nine and like whatever. You know, it's just like I mean, I so... agree.
1: I just think. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Is I feel like Olivia Rodrigo is more of just, from my experience listening, I, I, I think for her first album, I think it sounds, it sounds like a first album made by a 17 year old. And I think if if she didn't have the connection to Taylor Swift that she does, I I don't think if TikTok gays freaking got hypnotized by her like they did, it would not
0: have <laughs> this like
1: the all cult these... following
0: she's getting now. yeah because
1: because if you think of um like Billie Eilish's album when we sleep where do we all go or whatever she was also 17 when she made that with her brother Phineas and that was just Wait, not, her not and... when
0: not when we all sleep where do we go that was her yeah. other album um what was it oh my god it's
1: no well, I'm saying that she was the same age as Olivia is now when she made that album with her brother because I right. think that was her first album. I think the other ones and were. So, and EPs. same with like
0: Lord and like Pure Heroine. But uh, but and... that's what I was
1: gonna say. Lord was fourteen when she made Pure Heroine. So I think that. I, do I think that uh, Sour is up to par creatively, lyrically, with those? No, no idea. Don't I do smile. Don't smile I think... at
0: me. Was her EP, Billie Eilish, with like, I don't want to do more her EP. my that boy, wasn't copycat her yeah, 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 yeah. album.
1: And so I think that's why I think, like, when Olivia's third album, I will be really interested to hear that. In terms <laughs> no, right now, listening helped. to Sour, I'm like, this is a great mid level, a clearly pop album. Clearly written by a seventeen year old who is a Swifty and Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the other thing is with rock, Willow Smith just put out a rock. And when you listen to Transparent Soul by Willow, and then you try and listen to the quote unquote rock songs on the sour, they sound like a Claire's version of Oh, that's because she's, she's making. It, it but she's sounds making watered pop. down. It doesn't sound that's genuine to pop. me, and it doesn't. I know it's pop, but it's not good. Pop doesn't mean watered down. Pop doesn't mean I feel like you are Yeah, like, brutal is, is definitely
0: like a rock song. You know, like like it's always like no brutal.
1: People. Oh, I I hate it. I hated Brutal, and I I. No. That's because she talks I'm... about being a kid in it, and
0: you don't like when kids yeah. talk about being a kid. Like you, no, you like you I like mean, when I... Taylor Swift talks about like her childhood and her teenage years and stuff, whatever. But that's because she's like an adult looking back on it. But yeah. she's in the midst of it and writing about it. But that's just your own taste. That's and what I, like... yeah,
1: I, I, but I know that's why I said I don't, I don't think that this, like, this was not, not that I think that like all music should be made for me, or I have this like amazing outland, outlandish music taste, but I. I I, it just it sounds like a mid pop album. In a mid-pop album, there are obviously going to be songs that I, I'm i okay with and songs that I there's no song on this that I like love where I'm like, okay, this is one song. There's songs that I'm like, oh, if this is on someone's playlist, I'm not gonna say anything if it comes off. And then there's a a good half of the album that I'm just like, I will not be going out of my way to listen to this any moment I, and you're like, actually
0: crazy because yeah. when i tweeted my sour ranking and brutal is at number six everyone's in the comments being like brutal deserves better why is brutal so low why is brutal so, so low and i think that kind of shows. oh brutal is my number six but there's like a
1: line of like these are the songs that i'm okay with and then this is the line and brutal is my
0: like that's like the that and below are the is are the songs you're not gonna listen to
1: yeah mm-hmm
0: Well, I feel like I would this like the skips on this. Like, if unless I'm in a particular mood, I wouldn't listen to like "Driver's License" or or like um uh uh like favorite. I like "Driver's
1: License" only for that one, like
0: the bridge. I don't know,
1: yeah, where it like sounds like. Querying stuff and like you like once I hear that dun, dun, like before I'm like oh, okay that part's really cool so I I like I'm like oh okay I know that that's coming up but I the that's the thing that's not before I'm like
0: oh I think the I so think boring. her I think her bridges are what really show that Taylor Swift influence like the way like the emotional peak of the song being like towards that like two thirds like element and like where she has those and the thing is that people aren't saying that her music sounds like Taylor Swift they're saying people are saying that her music like lyrically is very much taken yeah. from that which I which is true I think yeah I, think I, that I agree it's, with it's, that but I yeah yeah I don't think people don't people don't stream Taylor Swift's debut album really the way that they stream all her other albums uh, uh and I think like if you think this album is, like, a mid-pop album, then I feel like the same way that people who thought that, like, Taylor Swift's country album was, like, not real country, or, like, not, or, like, not. Well, no, I don't think,
1: I remember when, like, when Fearless Taylor's version came out, and it was, like, after, like, the, like, Folklore Evermore, and then Taylor's version, and I, I remember, like, the night that it came out, I tweeted, I was like, I think this is really going to show how much Taylor's writing has evolved because, like, we just heard her latest album and now we're hearing one of her earlier ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really going to show, like, how much stronger of a writer she's become over the course yeah. of and her like, career. Yeah, and, like, no one's really and looking
0: I, forward to her re-recording of her debut, like, self-titled yeah. album, which I think is, like, that's really funny. because.
1: <laughs> and, like, because... But I, like, I stand by the, and, again, that's why I think Olivia's only gonna get better with time and she's she, like it's not a bad pop album if she started with a bad pop pop album I'll be like I'll see you in 10 years but it's like she's starting in, at mid-level that's perfectly fine her I music think just
0: makes me want that... to be friends with her like I just want to be like besties Ugh. with her I just want to be her friend so bad because I feel like I just like I just feel like I'm like wow like I you like you have you're so cool I feel like she's like especially okay that's why jealousy jealousy is one of my favorite songs by her because i'm like the the kind of what she's talking about in the song, I'm like, wow, it's, like, this is such a, it's such, like, a coming-of-age feeling of being, like, wow, like, why is everyone else so much cooler than me, and I'm just trying to be like them, and I feel like this whole album really, it like, is really kind of what shows that, it's, it, it, the whole album is a delivery of, wow, like, I think these people are so cool, and I want to be like them,
1: and, like, that's yeah, what Yeah, I, I don't care about. to listen. She can say that, and she does say it, and I, I, i'm bored yeah that's 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 because you're uh, you're you
0: are brutal you're insane you're crazy because i will be streaming this album i don't care i think it's so good like i just think i every time i listen to traitor or um happier oh i hated that one
1: Okay, I think I think we should the fact go. That I, should, hated that. I think like, you're insane.
0: Do you not hear rank. how insane it's tied you for are? my least you're favorite song insane. in the
1: entire album? Which it's song? it's tied for the bottom. I have two songs at the very bottom, and I don't. I think I'm gonna get a lot. Even the
0: songs that I don't like on or that are like low ranking on this. Are not songs that I would be like, oh, I would never want to listen to that again. It's just songs that I'm like, mm, this. I don't really, I don't really like the beat. I don't really think it's that fun. There's but like four there's... songs
1: that I actively hate. Like it's not like oh, it's no. like not even like
0: oh, like oh no. neutral.
1: It's like no, I actively hate. These okay, because when songs. Good for
0: You came out and I was streaming it on repeat, you were like, I just don't even. I just think it's like mm, it's just fine. Like you stupid yeah. bitch, you are so stupid and wrong for that. That's so no. wrong of you. That's so wrong. How can you I not think? Like I think it it's so a mid. Good. Like
1: I was thinking. Okay, when I was listening to the album, I was like, if I was like driving and because i don't have like bluetooth or an aux in my car so i was like if i was driving and this came on the radio station would i just would i be like oh okay i don't mind sitting like through this song like listening to it or would i be like on god what like please god on any other station is there a better song and that's how that's how i ranked these songs is how likely it would be to change the station if i like against my will i could not Look at my phone, and I was listening to my local radio station because that's what this album sounds like. It sounds like an album for a, a local radio station. Yeah, but you, you could say that about skip.
0: any Taylor Swift album.
1: But that's yeah, really no, I know. Feeling. But the thing is, is that I'm not going to skip any of Taylor Swift songs because I like her and her lyrics. Is- <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say the same thing. You just don't right, like it
0: when young people are good at things, and that. Is no, I love it. No, trait. because I love
1: Lord. I love Chloe Haley. I love Billy. Yes, but they're not. I love the beginning now. of Taylor Swift. I love my Miley Cyrus when I was younger. There's a bunch of young artists that I really like. I she's just not one of them. I
0: yeah, I, that's I really I appreciate young talented love. artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You just don't think she's like remaking the wheel. But that's the thing. I don't think artists do have to. I don't think artists have to do anything. I neither do I. Super I, spectacular. I, but that's what you're. That's that's the level to which you're comparing this music to. That's that's what you're. That's why. That's why you're justifying not liking it by being like, "Oh, it's not like." I didn't as-
1: say that. There are four songs that I do actively hate, but that's just because, like I said at the beginning of this. None of this was, I'm not the target demographic for any of this. Yeah, because you're evil. So these are yeah. opinions for what are people your, outside of that demographic. What are your four
0: bad songs? What are your four hater songs? I'm going to get, so, no, I want to go through the entire ranking. Do you
1: have we can say? Yeah, I'm... I've
0: had my list up. I've had okay. it Okay, so have I.
1: I've had it up this entire time. Okay, so the song that I, I think this is just TikTok brainwashing, but the one that I... I'm like, okay, like, if this came on the radio, I'd probably, like, sing along to the chorus. It's Deja Vu. That's at the top. Yeah. I-, I think that's a cute, campy song. That's, that's the one that I, I liked the most.
0: Deja Vu's at number two for me.
1: Okay. My number... T- What's your number one? Good for you, obviously. Oh, okay. So our number ones and twos are flipped, because my number two is good for you. Oh, great. Okay. What's so, so far at the top we, we see we have the same taste for a top two. Right, right. And right, honestly right. those those are those could be flipped for me. Those are like about the same. The I same. just think yeah, deja vu is a bit like more in the you. genre that I typically like. So I think that's why I have that as number one. But both of those I thought were
0: Interesting. Same yeah, level. no, I prefer Good For You more than deja vu because do you get deja vu? Like like I feel like the mm-hmm. more pop y element of deja vu is like that's not i just prefer how good for you is just more fueled by like rage than nostalgia um so yeah
1: yeah so i um i thought both of those had like the verses were fine to listen to the story and like the plot of both of those songs didn't make me want to crawl out of my skin i was happy with that um what's your third traitor Okay. My third is Happier. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what I remember about that song, but I think I was like, I think is that one a ballad? I think that was like the ballad that I liked
0: the yeah, most. Yeah, Happier is a ballad. It's really Yeah. yeah. Happier is number five, but the thing is, is that Happier is one of those songs that like, the reason why it's number five on my list isn't because, is like... Wait, because we haven't gotten others- to our number
1: fives. We'll get to I I know,
0: but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Happier is my number five. Okay, well, number three is Traitor because Traitor is one of her more angry songs that I like. I just love songs about being angry and hating and being a hater. Mm-hmm. I love to be a hater and I love to be like, you're like, I don't even know who this is directed to because I like who am I? like? I'm I don't like, think right it's I'm directed
1: not. towards anyone. I think it's kind of when T- Taylor Swift just like writes pieces, like writes stories. I, that one, like, I don't really, know. I feel
0: like it does have Joshua Bassett vibes. Like, it does have, it does, it does fit into the storyline of like, oh, now he's dating this like blonde girl and like who's like
1: i couldn't give two shits about any of them i'm sure they're nice lovely teenagers but zero parasocial relationship developing could well, not care me less.
0: either but i think within the context of this album it's not that i it's not that like i feel like not that i really care about the drama and the love triangle entanglement it's just that like it's I feel like it's part of the album it's tied to it in terms of both the marketing for it and like within the storyline of it which is why like I, I just instinctively connected to that and I also connected to like everyone being like wow this makes me think this makes me get angry at my ex from six years ago who I don't even care about and I'm like yeah that's fair like I I feel like it, that does it, that does engage that emotion within within me but yeah what's my number four is Jealousy Jealousy. My number four is that's
1: my number five. Um, my number four is driver's license, but again, really just for that bridge. That bridge, the the rest of the song, I'm like this is like a mid song because we're we're getting towards the middle. But the bridge is really what bumps it up to like number what is mm. this, number four. Yeah. Because I, I like I props or props are due. I really I thought whoever like in the studio, whoever the producer was on that when they got to that part, um I thought that was good. And I also think the song starting with the sound of a car, I think I watched an interview where she talked about, like, recording the sound of, like, the car beeps at the beginning. I just think they're really cool details that, again, prove that, like, her albums are only gonna keep getting better. Yeah, I this can't is wait just till not she works with different.
0: I can't wait till she works with like different producers. Like, I wonder, like, if she worked with like Jack Antonoff. Oh my god, that album would be so insane. Like, it'd be so good because, like, I well, that's because like
1: Jack Antonoff makes good albums. Like, he's yeah, a no, good. But what I'm music saying producer. is that, like, with
0: her particularly, and also because you know, because she has that like Taylor Swift like influence and vibe. Like, I feel like, and also because i feel like the people who are producing and mixing her songs uh not good she needs to find other people like get a bet get a better music production team please because besides a couple songs off this album i'm like these this there are more creative ways that a lot of these songs could have been mixed i feel but um my number five but also this is is her first album and you know she
1: doesn't have Phineas as her brother or
0: her, her musician role. yeah no my number five yeah. is happier as we already talked about
1: what's your number five my number five i lost count kind of where we were Oh, my number five is jealousy jealousy oh, okay yeah. and i put in parentheses towards the ones that i didn't like i put parentheses to spe- to make notes because i knew i was going to forget most of them and for jealousy jealousy i just put boring like boring really? to listen to. I I found myself like checking out and being like, wait, I need to listen to this song to like,
0: huh. like listen that's because and I, I I really resonated with jealousy, jealousy like on an emotional level. But that's probably just because you're empty inside, so you have an air moon. No,
1: I just think it's because I don't experience jealousy. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're
0: insane. That's your that's your Gemini moon once again. I'm telling you. I think I. I
1: I mean like I think you know everyone experiences but I don't like it's not like a main emotion like it's not something that I get like hung up on it's like if I see someone who like looks a certain way that I wish I'd looked or whatever I'd be like oh like something to aspire to or like if someone is you know like everyone is like has wants to you know or sees people who like inspire what they want but I, one, I found the song boring, like, I found it boring to listen to, I found the story in the song boring, and also, I just don't relate, I, I, even if I, well, the reason why you find it boring is because you don't relate. Yeah, but also, no, but, there, best friend's husband, but I don't think that, um, what's the taylor nobody song? no crime Feet yeah no nobody crime. no crime was born like their song I, I don't i mean there's songs about straight relationships all the time that i don't find boring that i'm not going to relate to there there are a couple i well adele honestly, was one I'm of my favorite that, artists like, and, I, like, and i streamed I know, 19 like and 21 it. all the time in middle school and i had never even had a Relationship. Well,
0: obviously, but I'm saying that you don't relate to this song, not in inter- turn, you don't relate to the song on an emotional level, which is what, like, which is what this, because with other, with the songs that you are talking about, with, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not in a straight, I'm not, never gonna be in a straight relationship, and I don't really, like, I, you know, I, I've never experienced, you know, partying all night when I'm in fifth grade or whatever, but the vibes yeah. and, like, the reason why you relate to that song, the reason why you like it a lot is because, like, the, the underlying emotion that's there is, like, you know, like, love or longing or wanting to, like, be free and, like, dance and, you know, but like if this song, which is this song, is boring to you because it's like ultimately about something that if you haven't experienced, then like that's just not you're gonna. But you're gonna I also to thought, like anyway. when I
1: was like listening to the song and looking at the lyrics, I thought the lyrics were boring. Like I thought it was the yeah, way it was that's because was that's boring
0: you're, you're you have issues because i expect i experienced a lot of jealousy as like growing up and i feel like that's i feel like it's a very normal emotion in terms of your like in terms of coming to age and being like wow why are, these people are so much cooler than me and that's insane like i wish i could be like them like i feel like that was that really defined my younger years so that which is mm-hmm. why like i that it's it's in my top five so what's your number six and number six, I have brutal. In parentheses, I do
1: not like this.
0: Number six is my is brutal, and I do like it. I think there are some lyrics and there are some elements of them, of it that I'm like, oh, this is kind of cringy. But I was, but I'm also just like relatable because I'm also this is cringy. this
1: is our tipping point So jealousy. It's not that I didn't like it. I just thought it was boring. Like it, like it, There no vitriol. No. Oh my gosh, I hate this song. To me, it's just boring. Brutal is. It was okay to listen to, like it was more upbeat, it wasn't one of the ballads, but I just didn't like it. From here on out, these are songs that are like not, I did not enjoy. So just warning for you and for the listeners, because you really like this album, so you don't have that tipping point.
0: (laughs) So this is where
1: it's going to differ, I think, the most.
0: So yeah, my number seven is Hope You're Okay.
1: That's my number eight.
0: Ours, our lists aren't that different.
1: My number seven is favorite crime. In parentheses, I put boring, and I do not like it. So it's a mix of the previous two yeah. comments. number
0: I, favorite crime is my number eleven, also because I'm like, yeah, this is kind of boring, and I'm not. I don't really vibe with it. But because I don't find the other songs boring or not vibe with me, it, that's why I kind of mm-hmm. went there. But my number eight is "One Step Forward, Three Steps Back."
1: My number eight is "Hope You Are Okay." Gotcha. Uh, number and, nine... and this is this is the beginning of the four that I actively do not like. So why I. Why don't you I like "Hope not You're like... Okay"? Probably, I just didn't like it with the stronger emotion than brutal or favorite crime, like all of these is just me it's generally me just it's, not le- liking it's the, the level song. of vitriol you have towards yeah me. yeah it's just, the <laughs> the level of dislike is just getting stronger from here and out there's nothing really in particular it's just mm. it's it wasn't a song written for people like for me like in a sense of like my music history and it shows yeah. that I just number do not like it. Number nine
0: for me is Driver's License.
1: My number nine is Enough For You. That's my number oh. ten. I did not like that song. Why? <laughs> okay. I don't understand. The sentiment. What's, the sentiment. The, the story. Of... Like, that idea of, like, oh, I wish I was enough for you, or will I ever be enough for you, or that, it, it doesn't. It's not something that I I like listening to. And that is not something that I relate to. You're literally,
0: that's, it's so, that's so stupid. Because, like, the feeling of not being enough, like, I, I, like, it is, it is relatable to me because as a Capricorn moon, I'm always I don't think it's not
1: relatable, like, in general. I'm not like, oh, why did she, like, do this? Like, there there are so many songs about this feeling. It's just that's not something that I relate to or want to listen to.
0: Yeah, whatever. Okay, my number 11, as I said before, favorite crime. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so for the bottom, I have tied for two, and these both parentheses have actively hate, and I'm really disappointed, but the two are traitor and three steps forward, one step back.
0: Oh interesting no because I, I love Trader and I love I, I do think one step four three steps back is I also enjoy and I also really relate to it Wait, I, I think, think you you've, got you've the never been mixed up. you've just never been in a situation where you like pine after a person that like doesn't like care about you or like or like know you exist which this I is think, true yes which I think is very evil of you like I think I mean I
1: have in the terms of like I've had like celebrity crushes and like yes, in middle I mean, school like after, but after after never somewhere like life. that
0: I go to school with or that like could possibly that's know me personally in California in the suburbs with idiots like as yes, most of us can't yeah. relate most of us are surrounded by people who who make us feel like we're not enough not in a way of how they treat us necessarily but just because of who they are and you've always thought of yourself as the most cool interesting person within your space no
1: not that <laughs> it's I don't I don't give time to people that I think are not, like, the thing is that there's certainly, I know that there are people that I went to school with who, like, did not like me, probably hated having classes with me, didn't care about what I had to say, didn't care about my fucking yeah, nerdy but or annoying comments. But the thing is, is, that, them, the thing is, the is that I, I don't about. care about those people. Like, I never yeah, felt like either. I'm like, oh, my God. It's not
0: it's not that... It, like, but the thing is, is that <laughs> these this music isn't about those people who, like, actively don't... It's, like, people who you've been involved with who are no longer involved with you because they're, like, n- you feel like they're not, you know, you're, you're trying to take one step forward in the relationship, but then everything they do is, like, three steps back. And because you've never been within within a relationship that is, that, like, yeah. that, like, makes you feel that way, which, you know, yeah. I guess that's your life, like, that's what you've experienced, whatever, like, <laughs> then, then like, then, you're not going to relate to it. You're not going to be like, wow, this yeah. resonates. But for a lot of people, it But does, I also, like, I, why. it's,
1: but it's big. The thing is, is that if my only issue... If, if that if my only issue with the song was that it was like oh I lack that experience then it would be towards the middle where jealousy jealousy is that's in the middle of the pack. The thing is is that I don't like the story. The story. I don't well like the, the way that the lyrics are called. written. I don't like the way that it's mixed. I like I don't like the actual like sound of those songs. Because yeah, because okay. of, if I didn't have it then I, then I wouldn't actually hate it. I'd be like oh, okay this is just like whatever. These two songs, I'm like, they should have been... And the thing is, is that Three Steps Forward, One Step Back is, like, the, the it's like, brainchild of all three of them. Back, idiot. And oh I remember God. when I listened to it, I'm like, wait, I think this might be the one. This would be so disappointing if this is the one that I hated the most. And I, like, listened to it. I was like, okay, just, like, listen. Like, let's recollect ourselves. And no, it's true. I, I didn't like that song a lot. Like, yeah. Many active negative emotions towards that song. So,
0: okay. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we went over our time for discussing this by like twenty-five minutes. But you know, that, we did that. that this, that's well, that's fine. Nothing new on this on this show. No. Um, so the next part of this podcast is where we discuss. Oh, I don't think at the beginning of the podcast, this episode, we talked about the structure of the show. Typically, it's we discuss a hot take. This hot take this month, or sorry, this week was sour uh and our thoughts on it and renaissance being a hater me being a lover as usual aries cancer etc i'm not and a hater i just you don't... are a hater you're my no. hater and you hate the things that i love so it's a double it's a double shot to the chest and it's no. on it's it's how many times
1: i'm when i because i'm editing the episode this week i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna count how many times i say that i'm not a hater and i don't ask like <laughs> i think it is a mid- Love like mid, half of the album I think is fine. Half of the the album I don't like. I think her third album, I think in a couple of years, she's gonna release a great pop album that's going to like be her thing and I'm gonna be like this she is on the map. This is what's happening. And right now I think all of these are songs that are I'm gonna see on TikTok against my will for several months and move on. If, none then, of these songs are going on any of my playlists. And that's just where it's at for right now. But yeah. it was fine.
0: Again, that's why I'm saying that's, that's the hater behavior I'm observing. So anyway, so the next part of our podcast is talking about a piece of media that we have both consumed together, which I guess, you know, overlaps with this album. But it's different because uh, this part is usually one where we have like s- similar opinions and takes on. Uh, and then our third part of this podcast is recommending to each other uh media and whatever so this week i mean for so the past couple of weeks we've been we read this book well i've already read this book it's called fortune mm-hmm. Favors of the dead by Stephen spotswood but i made renaissance read this book in the past few weeks which they did um and so we're gonna discuss that but we're also gonna discuss a movie that we watched last night together called jennifer's body so yeah. our fans you know you're gonna love it uh so this episode
1: the- is dedicated to teo our twitter mutual yes. who is like is very kissing their pants about for this, this episode and
0: jennifer's body which is her favorite movie i think but anyway so with fortune favors of the dead i already recommended this i already recommended this on another episode of our podcast so the synopsis has is already out there and you know dear listener you need to listen to all our podcast episodes uh, or else you're a hater uh so (laughs) so you you should already know about it but my general thoughts on this book i gave it five stars on goodreads i'm pretty sure i think maybe four i don't remember but anyway this book i just really enjoyed because it has this quirky mystery feel that's like it's talking about like murder and whatever but it's also like funny and lighthearted in a lot of ways and it's also very queer in a lot of ways that are really important to the storyline uh and the plot um and it's also like historical which i love settings i love when books can give give you or like media can give you the feel of the era that it's supposed to be in like i just love that and i think that's one of the things about this book that i really enjoyed and i think that i also just loved our characters being so dynamic uh, and so interesting as as people who are solvers of crime doers of crime accomplices in crime like i just i think it's cool and i like it Yes,
1: i listened um sunny has recommended me like several books um because once i got the this is non-spawn but the libby app and got like a digital library card and stuff I was like oh, okay I can start listening to the books that Sunny has been like recommending me and and recommends on their booktube channel and so this was one of them that I was able to check out and listen to and I I was it's a camp little gay little <laughs> little book the narrator is like a lesbian but a twink at the same time which I really yes. appreciate And this kind of like I think she's 1940s homosexual. Pardon?
0: I think she's canonically bisexual, our main character. I think she says that she is. Oh, is she? Um, Yeah. I think she says, like, oh, I don't really care about people's gender. I just hook up with whomever. In in the book, I think she says that towards the beginning. But the I don't remember that.
1: But also like I when you listen in parts and like the way that I do, like I barely remember what
0: I previously. Yeah, listened yeah, to. that's also your issue. Not under, not not even remembering the songs that we're discussing and what they actually sound yeah. like, and not even remembering. <laughs> what yeah, the, the information. This is this is why you like TV and I don't is because the information retainment ability within within TV, like it's like every episode you're re. Well, no, with.
1: I, I. Well, that's no. That's why I've gotten away from TV. Is first of all. I have ADHD. Like, if I'm not a hundred percent present, or if it's not a hyperfixation, or I'm not like forcing myself, it, I will never remember. Even if I say I'm like Renaissance, don't forget this, I will forget this.
0: Interesting. But yeah. That's not how. My that's, that's why I like movies. Manifests. It's because movies. I remember things I, I don't always, even want to remember.
1: Anyway, I always look up the runtime of the movies that I watch, so I know how long I need to like. Pay attention. Okay. No, every time I go and, to the
0: movies yeah. with my film bro, uh, ADHD friend who who's in who's like a local who whom I hang out with, <laughs> she always leaves at a titular point in the movie to go pee and, like, have, like, a Twitter break and, like, leaves for, like, 10 minutes or, like, 15 minutes, comes back and is, like, what happened? And we're, like, at another point of the movie it's, like, <laughs> I'm, like, girl. And she's, like, oh, you just, I just have, I have ADHD. Like, I can't sit through the whole, m- like, I, I can't. And I'm, like, yeah, I mean, fair, but also it makes, it, it makes, it hard to have a viewing experience and have to explain it to you as more things are happening on the... <laughs> like, progressively forgetting the things that are happening while also trying to consume the things that are happening in front of you at that moment. Like, you know, it's it's pretty fun. Well,
1: I, I miss the movie theater so much. Uh, uh Watching a movie in a the movie theater, it has to be a very enthralling... Like, I have to be, like, sucked in and, like, forget where I am and that's be, like, I, removed from my, my physical experience. body and just completely, like, when... The speakers are like in my brain and the screen is so big in front of me. Yeah, it's like, like very
0: immersive.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes I'll snap out of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't checked my Twitter. Like, what if I got a text? And I'm like actively find it. I'm like, don't check it, don't check it, don't oh check my it, God. don't check it. And I have to be like, I was like, Go back in. <laughs> and oh to like, my god! Like no, like, yeah. I remove. mean, I, I,
0: I do. I do like when movies can be immersive in that way. But I feel like most movies for me are inherently very immersive experiences. And like, I think a movie, a movie theater experience that was very much like that, very transportational for me, was definitely like the favorite. Uh, or Roma, or um, uh, what else have I seen in theaters that really transported me to a different place? Like Miss of Cameron Post, like. I there's so many reasons that I, that I was just like on the edge of my seat the entire time. Like if even if I had to pee, I would not get up to go because I didn't. I just didn't want to miss anything. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, with Fortune Favors the Dead, we really. I, I think we. I mean, what? How many stars did you rate on Goodreads? If you did, I think I rated it five.
1: Gotcha. did not rate lower than four. Um, right. Right but i th- i think you rated it five just cuz it, it's fun to listen to yeah, i'm sure if you experience. if you have a physical copy it's yeah. fun to like read um the voice actress for like the audiobook version She's was really like good. super good really yeah it's it was just really good, good super fun to listen to the story and like the plot twist and the way things unfold is like fun to listen to as a as yeah. a listener or reader and the kind of the kind of romantic B plot subplot yeah. that becomes more and more important. Like it starts out as just like a couple of things. And yeah. Like the way that that all grows and.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely the, very interesting.
1: The role that like women have and, yeah. you know, yeah. men being dumb. I love really smart women and dumb men and, and yeah. stories. And so it's satisfied. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like this is this is a continuation of our BBC Sherlock shame, shame phase of like, because it is a story about two people. Who are both of the same gender? Uh, kind, the exploring with like ambiguous or or queer sexualities, kind of taught Like, but did yeah. I tell you I used to hate um, like John Locke theories?
1: But did oh, I really? tell you like yeah No, you didn't. But that was because I really identified with. Okay, I shouldn't say I really identified, but like. Okay, we have talked before that I loved Irene Adler. Oh, so I you think like that a episode... of Irene? Yes, <laughs> and so because Sherlock. I saw myself as Sherlock and I loved Irene Adler and I didn't have those feelings towards John because I'm a lesbian and like, I liked John. I was like, but they're best friends in the way that I would, me, Renaissance, the lesbian would want to be friends with John. But I have no romantic feelings for John and because I yeah. really saw myself as a Sherlock in my cringy middle school days. I I didn't like John Locke theories because I'm just like, but what about Irene Adler? Like, she had her tits out that entire time. Are we going to ignore that a hot lady just had her tits out the entire time? And so that's really what that came down to. And then now being older, knowing that I'm gay, I'm like, oh, John. But because I, I have no attraction to men and I don't really identify gender wise with men, like, Right. Uh, men loving men relationships have like they've never had that like spark in the way that like mm. super hulok or whatever was full with
0: <laughs> full of that men yeah, loving for sure men. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the the reason why this book really resonates is because like it it doesn't like because the relationship in it isn't between the two people solving the crime. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's not like the partnership that's going on there. That's not the it's a really fundamental relationship to the story but it's not the romantic plot and it's that's what makes it more interesting like i think you see mean... i thought it was
1: and because uh, right.
0: is it is have i
1: said on the podcast i like milfs like famous milfs like actresses <laughs> i don't go after like mom because no, super... t-
0: our main character in the book willow Billie Jean is like the assistant to the to the detective and the detective is like a milf in this book.
1: Yeah, and so I thought it, I thought there's going to be like milf like <laughs>
0: lesbian who
1: loves milf representation and it turns out she's not a lesbian and she doesn't fall in love with the milf. So I was like, okay, but it was still a fun camp story, so
0: Exactly. It's I think you know, when really I finished Kylie, I, I was reading, I was listening to the audiobook. I was listening to the audiobook uh last year, towards, in, like, December, maybe. Uh, And I I feel like reading this book in winter is, like, really good, because it's just, like, a cozy mystery that I really enjoy. But um, after I finished listening to the audiobook of that, I immediately started listening to it again because I was like oh my god I just love this world I want to be in it again I, and I love the writing and I just want to experience it again and like re, re-experience it and like li-. so like after I finished Fortune Favors of the Dead I couldn't I had such a book hangover with that book because I like just had to I couldn't let it go I just had to keep on listening to it again and again because I was like oh I just love this part oh my gosh I love I love how and I think the like the framing device of the story is also really interesting and it's also what kind of reminds me of like Sherlock as well because like I when i was a kid and going through my sherlock phase i was also like i read a lot of the sir arthur conan doyle stories and like read the original text a lot and listened to a lot of those stories like on spotify and stuff um and i think that you know in the in the original like sherlock holmes stories the adventures of sherlock holmes uh, it's all written in like a in in dr uh, no, Doctor, uh, Watson being like, so one time, me and me and Sherlock were doing this, and one time we d- had a case that was really interesting. And this book is also structured like that because our main character Willow is like talking about like, so you know, I need to tell you guys a story, but the story is kind of wild, and also I don't really know what's going on. And so then she described like the framing device is like at the beginning we get the, okay, I'm gonna tell you the story, and then the whole book is the story, and at the end of the book she's like, yeah, so I regret some things, but also that was kind of fun and like that was cool. Like, I just love when books can do that. And I think that's that's the commonality between that and Jennifer's body, which we're going to talk about. Where, like, Jennifer- in Jennifer's body, our initial the initial shot and the initial kind of setting is like, oh, this girl is in a mental asylum. That's so crazy. Wow. But She's this in is in a prison. It's oh, not yeah. a mental asylum. It's a prison. Really? Oh, okay. She's in a prison. She's That's crazy. Uh, She. And then she tells us the story of what happened and what uh, what led up to that. And then at the very end of the movie, we, get, we go back to the place that she was at. And then there's, like, a...
1: I, I think I went into watching Jennifer's body with...
0: Really high expectations.
1: High expectations. And I just don't think I fully understood, like, what I thought I had picked up of what the story was from, like, the timeline and seeing it on social media websites and just being gay online. I thought I had an understanding of the story. And then when we watched it, I kept on waiting for what I thought the story was going to be to start. And it never did. I just did. I, I didn't. Like what I thought it was, was not what it was. This isn't making any sense. But anyways, it was good. I feel like I should rewatch it, though. I was I'm talking like about this with my friends
0: today. We were all talking about Jennifer's body and we were all like screaming about it. <laughs> we were all like, "Oh yeah." La, la, la. Um and we were all like, "We need to watch it together. <laughs> we need to see it again." I'm like, "Yes, it's I mean, it's true. It is a it is a very rewatchable movie, I feel. It's like one yeah. of those movies that's like every time you watch it, you're like, "Oh, I love that part." Or like, "Oh, that part is so interesting." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
1: have an affinity for 2000s movies about teenagers because I was a kid in the 2000s obviously and I watched a lot of movies but teen- like when I was a kid one of my favorite movies was John Tucker must die I cannot tell you the number of times that I've seen that movie they name drop aquamarine which that is more of a kids movie than John Tucker must die but like I, I just watched a lot of movies about teen. mean girls is another great one And so, this definitely fell into, like, a comfort genre for me Mm -hmm. in that way. Um, I have heard, like, I knew a lot that it was, like, misrepresented. And even on Letterboxd, because there's a very important detail of the movie. And that is that Jennifer is not a cheerleader. She's on the flag team. Because the point of Jennifer is not that she's, like, super popular in a way that's, like, Regina George-esque or share esque in Clueless but it's just that she's hot she's able to utilize her conventional hotness to like make like lure these men in but she's not popular she's not the queen bee yeah and on Letterboxd for the summary of the book they call her a cheerleader when it's like very important that she's not a cheerleader which I thought was interesting that like even to this day what this movie is still gets misrepresented.
0: Yeah. Because um. there's there's so much content out there that kind of describes how, how Jennifer's body was so mis- misdirected in its marketing. Because yeah. I remember when I was a kid and this movie was released, I was just like, um, I was just kind of puzzled because I was just like, is this a teen movie? Like, why is it so, like, sexual? Like, why are these girls being so sexualized? <laughs> and why is, is that the appeal? And because it was very much being, like, teenage boys, come watch this movie because there's hot women in it and you should watch it. But it's, like, yeah. like, the movie itself is not something that services the male gaze because it's directed and written by a woman and it, and it's, like, it's all about women and their relationships with, to each other. Uh, and But so, like, men watching this movie and them being targeted as like the target audience in its marketing and stuff it's just a really silly mistake on their end because if it got the mean girls treatment in terms of its marketing of like teenage girls this is all about you or like teenagers in general this is about this is your story it's about your lives and what's so the dramatics of that if it it was marketed more so of that and as a horror movie and like as a comedy horror like it I feel like it just wouldn't the legacy of it and the way that people like view it and watch it now and even back then like would have just been so different and would have been so so much more nuanced and like way better because this movie is about girls by girls for girls you know by like, girls. <laughs> it's, it's by, by girls. girls and by girls literally like it's for the girls and the gays like and
1: I think this is a a lighter this is less of a a critique a intellectual critique but I find it so funny that Amanda Seyfried Seyfried however you say her last like the ugly girl of the friendship and yeah because she's so beautiful in every way like I'm like she's one of the most gorgeous actresses like ever Ever. and she's like
0: the ugly friend like it's it's laughable. It's like how in like Anne Hathaway in that one movie, like, why do you yeah, why is she in Devil Oh my
1: gosh, I recently re watched um, the Devil Wars Prada, which was also another favorite childhood movie of mine. And she's like the quote unquote fat character and ugly character of that movie. And every time they would like point it out, like, I mean, her clothing was kind of bad, but like. It's like intentional, like the yeah, two thousand, cr- critiquing her like physical features. Yeah. I'm like, that's Anne Hathaway. Like you, know, right. like, like they it, it's it's very funny. Um,
0: no, for sure. And women like,
1: were just not allowed to be ugly in movies in at all. I mean, way, they're still not, but like, yeah. yeah, it's so it's so funny to yes. me. Yes,
0: and it, like the, I feel like the range of what is considered conventional beauty has kind of extended a little bit. Not that that's like a good or bad thing, but, yeah for nowadays in in like the 2010s and 20s but look yeah like because the 2000s like beauty trends and expectations for women genuinely so insane like the the amount of very it's just like i don't know looking back i'm like damn like of course everyone has body issues now because the way that women who weren't size fucking twos were treated in media and in the tabloids, and in in like castings of movies and how they were written and stuff was just so. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Fox and I think
1: like wearing low rise jeans in this movie with like the crop tops. Oh, first of all, I'm like, where are any of your organs? First off, like, yeah, literally, th- there's no evidence that she has a uterus. Like, just in the <laughs> shape of her abdomen, I'm like, where? Yeah, like, what? it's puzzling. It, it like in. Like, I was just, like, but then I was, like, yes, of course, like, now we know that, oh, like, that's Megan Fox, that's what she looks like, and people have all different bodies and stuff like that, but looking back and then remembering that she was, like, the standard for beauty of the 2000s, and then, like, imagine being, like, a normal person and thinking that if you're bigger than Megan Fox in this movie, that you are, like, bigger than... The ideal weight or anything. I'm just like that is crazy. And even in and the that movie, Amanda there's... Seyfried is the ugly character. So yeah. like if you don't look like Amanda Seyfried, you're even uglier than an ugly yeah, 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 character. Yeah.
0: And that's so wild. No, it definitely is. Like I also think that um, in the movie, one of the lines is like when Amanda Seyfried, who you know needy, goes tells Jennifer like you use laxatives to stay skinny or whatever like in one of them yeah just like oh my god there were so many lines in this movie that like are objectively like problematic but also just like such a realistic portrayal of what being a young person was in in the 2000s uh like like it it was so it was like jarring almost kind of seeing the way that people would, It's kind of similar to like the divines in that way when we we were talking about we were talking about that with Ellie Eaton in our last Mm -hmm. episode where it was like how how like fucked up and problematic (laughs) the way that like in in how kids treated each other and in the kind of like standards and expectations they had for themselves and for other people that was like just constantly reinforced in every element of the media they consumed and just like how they the, the flippant ways they interacted with each other
1: yeah it like i sorry just you're right and i agree i have to say that i need this to be on record the boyfriend is so ugly and they should have hired any other actor to play <laughs> his the boyfriend. fucking haircut God. It was so i crazy. know that was like the norm for guys but i needed it to be different <laughs> on every level yeah. um hated the boyfriend. And I think what you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to be like, oh, this boyfriend is annoying or getting in the way, or is it obviously as conventionally attractive as the two best friends, needy and Jennifer. But it still still annoyed me, still hated it, still wish that yeah, it was very irksome. Any other person. Or just a haircut. If if he could have just gotten it. Literally a haircut. I sound like an old person who was like old in the two thousands, being like, why don't these boys get a haircut? But it's true cry about it he needed a haircut
0: literally so desperately such a desperate need for a haircut what do you oh
1: think God. about this movie being seen as like a uh, really popular in like sapphic
0: spaces i feel like it makes a lot of sense uh and because we're i mean with my friends today when we were talking with my when i talk about i cannot hear you hello 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 we were talking about jennifer's body and in queer spaces and sapphic spaces and yeah i see, like yeah yeah this being considered a sapphic yeah. staple oh wait oh you're recording okay good um i i was talking to the i was talking about this with my other friends who are also like sapphic and they were talking we were we were saying like they were like oh my god the gay scenes. <laughs> the gay scenes. And they're like freaking out about that. Um, and I think like those those moments of just like the, the like the gay closeness throughout. And also like that's the other thing that I think is a connecting line in all of our episodes and in discussing the queerness of girlhood in Taylor Swift and the queerness of girlhood in the divines and whatever is that like like this this movie I feel like every another... best friendship is gay. The <laughs> thesis of this the theme ladies? of the
1: podcast ladies is it oh gay to gosh. have friends and the answer is <laughs> it's yes it's literally
0: gay to have friends like we need it's to talk gay about to it have friends. <laughs> if no, you have
1: yes. a best friend that you've known for any considerable amount of time it is gay
0: it's gay it's gay af uh, yeah yeah common law gay marriage common law <laughs> indeed indeed so yeah I mean I think that that childhood besties to lovers <laughs> enemies it's the it's the childhood besties to enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers pipeline yeah (laughs) i think it's just so funny and i think it it makes a lot of sense as to why it's so like it is a cult classic in the like sapphic film community it it just makes a lot of sense um and you know i respect it like whatever i don't really care do you have a podcast
1: is Really outing me as someone who doesn't have really common experiences because I've never fallen in love with one of my best friends as a gay person, which I feel like Mm. is a really common, like, sapphic experience to like develop romantic relationships with a best friend. And I feel like if you have, if you, if if you've gone through that and had that experience, and you're queer, then this movie like really hits. Mm-hmm. And I obviously really loved watching this movie, and I-, I could easily watch it, like, at ten different sleepovers with a group of friends. Like, yeah. it's very fun. But it doesn't hit on, like, on the way that I think people go feral for this movie. Because uh-huh. I-, I don't understand the Again, the you trend. just haven't had the gay experiences. Yeah. In that way.
0: I, I didn't
1: have the experiences that would... Olivia Rodrigo's album I didn't have the experience that
0: I think would. So heightened. you're disappointing Teo is what we're, Was what I'm hearing You're a disappointment to Teo
1: I'm so sorry No, but I do love this movie It is one of my favorites I rated it four stars So And I, I would watch it again I just, I just don't think I relate to it on that level But I, I see it And I recognize it And I'm like, yeah, I
0: see you this I is hear that. you
1: I understand yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the plot of this movie And I think it is good in delivering in that way especially in the way that needy like throughout the whole movie kind of hates jennifer but like yeah. cannot
0: bring get herself- away from her
1: yeah and even the boyfriend is like why do you always leave me for jennifer and is yeah. like because she's jennifer even yeah. though she doesn't she like she doesn't even want to go but still gets roped into things with jennifer um
0: yeah
1: and i, and I think that's like Accurate. Not in that, like, I have any friends that I don't like who I keep doing things with, but in a way no, (laughs) (laughs) no, but in the way of, of when you have that really intimate
0: friendship, people don't always understand why you yeah it's like why are you even friends with them if you hate them yeah you don't understand we're girls <laughs> you exactly. don't get it <laughs> and
1: there's sometimes a bond like the boyfriend is like you don't even have anything in common with her but like sometimes that doesn't matter sometimes you're yeah. not supposed to have things in common with your best friend yeah that's not the so point.
0: i i think the I point think, like, is that you sucked the blood out of her <laughs> finger in the sand pit when you were kids yeah and the that point. makes
1: you genetically connected for the rest of your life exactly it's true but, um and I and I think that that form like this in Mean Girls, and I think the fact that I can only name two movies show the nuances of high school female friendship shows how little it's represented. <laughs> but I think that those two movies do a good job of like
0: this is actually what mm-hmm. girlhood friendship. Yeah. Look I, like. Well, I think that like the 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 common themes within those movies is that like our main characters who are like the hot ones in the story are lesbians suffering from compulsory heterosexuality
1: yes jennifer is definitely lesbian and so is regina george and we should do an episode on that on regina <laughs> george specifically we, we've already yeah. watched first body but
0: yeah i feel the... like the part the element of lesbianism that i feel like isn't really talked about i feel well not, well i feel like is explored in these things in these medias and these mediums but never it's not really part of the discourse I feel is that how like a lot of trying to connect with like womanhood as like a lesbian who doesn't know that she is a lesbian or whatever is like this hyper criticism of your ability to like perform femininity and you're in this hyper criticism of like what you look like and what you think others think that that you look like that we that we see so clearly in both like Regina King and Regina King, Regina King. Regina George. <laughs> oh my God! This is something that hap- This is something that happens a lot with my ADHD and with my mental illnesses. Is that I'll say names. I remember like names of things and getting them mixed up. Like for example, like R Kelly versus like
1: oh Nelly, that was so Machine Gun bad,
0: Kelly. Though. Yes.
1: <laughs> small story. Small side story. We were watching Jennifer's Body and texting each other while i was playing it on zoom and sunny texted me isn't megan fox dating r kelly and i was like what the fuck it it's also like the casualness you're just like yeah and i'm like no first of all i'm pretty sure r kelly is in jail and second of all have you read any headline about that man ever and then you're just like oh i think who is a machine gun kelly yeah or is that the fucking what his name is? i think that's who she's dating yeah and that is who she's dating but the fact that you mix that up like they could not be two more different people <laughs> you're like Megan Fox is dating R. Kelly right and I I was I had to answer quickly to like squash that but I was truly gobsmacked like oh it was like God. putting out like a fire that started behind you in a kitchen and you're like oh shit fuck I need to <laughs> like no please do not tweet that you're like we're watching Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox who's dating R. Kelly. Like that did not need to
0: be
1: on anyone's Twitter.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, no, that's that's something that's how my mental illnesses manifest, I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, um what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Regina, and George. Regina George, not Regina King. <laughs> not Regina King. <laughs> yeah, no. Um yeah, the, the way that sh- that Regina King wait, why did I say that again? Regina George (laughs) oh my god (laughs) what what is
1: wrong with me well whatever we don't have enough time for that
0: um Regina (laughs) is basically there's so many scenes in Mean Girls where she's like standing in front of a mirror being like oh my god I hate this and all the girls do that right like oh I hate this about myself I hate this about myself but something that's so integral to Regina George's character is how she is so obsessed with, like, her weight and, like, t- you know, eating carbs or whatever, and, like... And, 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 and with Jennifer and Jennifer's body, she's all, like, Needy points out how she is someone who, like, doesn't let Needy wear things that show her cleavage because she has to have a monopoly on showing her cleavage, and, like, how she is, like, you know, very particular about how she looks, and she's like, oh, I just want that post-eating men glow. Like, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's just... And I think that that part of like being like like a femme lesbian, someone who's not like mask and gender nonconforming in that way, uh, and like being socialized in like a hetero patriarchal world, like I feel like is is really integrated into these movies and into these storylines and stuff. And the way that these girls, because of how they are so femme uh, and in hyper of their own femininity in their own image, is how they then treat men as Objects and mm-hmm. we, we talk about this in the divines with the divines as well, where you know these girls have really no conception of men as people, they're just playthings. Uh, Objects. and for yes, and you for can't newspaper. really
1: objectify men, but man, are these movies and books gonna try their hardest? <laughs> no, exactly.
0: No, it's because that's part of a girlhood experience, objectifying mm-hmm. men the way that part of, but the thing is, is that. The objectification of men for us, because we don't have power in a patriarchal society, doesn't actually lead yeah. to the detriment of their lives. But the fact that boys sit around and talk about women like their objects—that is actually really, you know, informs how the world works. Obviously, so yeah. it's like, you know, I, I feel like media kind of talking about these things—it's not, it's it's not a power grab in any sort of way. It's just it's just a real life exploration of the things that real life girls do and experience. You know, and I think that and- with in in jennifer's body not only are these men objects they're also her food <laughs> yeah they are edible f- and she even described she's like he's so salty or whatever.
1: <laughs> i thought that but was also, so funny
0: the um
1: the only person that she stops herself from eating is needy on the first night when she first becomes a demon this all happens very this is the at the plot of the, plot movie. Of the, yeah. of the day, So this isn't a uh, spoiler, but when she first becomes a demon and she goes to Needy's house, almost almost eats Needy, but is able to like stop herself, even though she's kind of in like the zombie brain, unable yes. to and really then she like herself. breaks up in
0: the fridge and like eats eats chicken off of the yeah. floor, like and then like vomits. This yes, weird
1: thing. Um, yes. which I thought was really interesting. There's, I was literally just about to say something and then I forgot. I can't remember. But, oh, I, this is another point that I was going to make. This isn't the thought that I forgot, but anyways, we continue. Uh, I persevere <laughs> through my broken brain. Is now leading up to that thought, I <laughs> forgot. Uh, chicken on the floor. Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh. Hold, hold her back is it. Eating, eating. It, it was about the objectification of men. Uh-huh. And it was that because, like, of the divine and uh the devil wars product does this mean girls Jennifer for body because this makes up the majority of the media that I personally consume. And that girls Sometimes, consume. <laughs> yeah. But that like I, I don't I don't dabble really in anything outside of that. Sometimes I forget that's not like a common thing that people see like repeatedly Right. It's not a universal these, these are, thing. Yeah, these are things that like, oh the Devil Wars Prada or Mean Girls is like one movie that they've seen. And so it's like a drop in the bucket of all the media that they've consumed of men objectifying women. And uh-huh. it doesn't make an impact with, I think, the general audience as it does with people who have similar tastes and media habits that I do. And that you, with like the books that you read, is that that is like a common trope that we see, but that's not necessarily like universal. Yeah. And I think that, like, it, like, even though. I feel like I have a lot of experience with reading and seeing those kinds of storylines. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like there could still be more. Like, I feel like, there, yeah, one, there's always room. To a
0: universal. That's the thing. There's always room for more stories and media and music by and for teenage girls and girls and women. Like, I I love this is this but is like part from of their why...
1: perspective because I exactly. feel like there's a lot that's written either by About men us, or still but not for
0: us. Yes.
1: And and Mm -hmm. like, I feel like because there's the whole thing of you know if you want to make money for something, make it accessible to teenage girls because they're the ones that like usually get paid jobs like are babysitters
0: and have like and also they're the ones who are going to ride or die for you like the one D stands obviously with taylor swift yes. like us like we ride at or die for these motherfuckers exactly. that we love you know But
1: i feel like there's there's a difference like you said what's made about us and what's made for us like there are things that are marketed towards teen girls so that uh-huh. big companies can make money uh-huh. and then there are things that are actually like for us in, like, a meaningful way that actually reflects the experiences that we have and the thoughts yeah. that we have and what our friendships actually look like. And I feel like there there's so much more room and so much to be explored. And, like, even the same conversation, I feel like, about the nuances of, like, queerness within female relationships. Like, I want 10 of those movies on just that alone, let alone yeah. all the other yeah. different yeah. directions that you could take it in. Like, I want more of it. I would never
0: stop i'll never stop and loving cons- and consuming that yeah that's why like, we'll never stop like, loving taylor swift's music because our, love so so our love yes, our so long. i love yes our love laughs so long and like uh uh up to saturn love you we need to, to get moment. that harvard professor on that's gonna literally we need to interview the harvard pro <laughs> we need we
1: need to interview the person that wrote that article about uh-huh, uh-huh. the amount of times right. that we quote it and right. reference it yes There needs to be some form of compensation. Would we email her?
0: Be like, we are big fans of your work.
1: Yes. We've (laughs) only
0: read one piece, but it is our Bible. It is our It is our Bible. It's so true. Yeah. And this kind of, I mean, I'm going to say one more thing about uh, Jennifer's body, but this is kind of reminding me of something that I I want to, something I would recommend to you uh, based off of media that I know you've enjoyed and consumed before. uh, And Mm -hmm. that kind of follows this theme, but um, something else that I was fuck now I'm experiencing the the brain rot of like forgetting what I was gonna say also I need to pee so I'm gonna go do that okay
1: are are, are you teeing up for recommendations or is this still no I was gonna say I was gonna say something about Jennifer's body
0: uh so okay you talk about that if you want I love Jennifer's body
1: one thing this is a another I'm I feel like I really fulfill the role of the bimbo on the podcast and I'm just gonna start reveling in that Anytime that Sunny calls me dumb <laughs> or uh, I have a, a stupid comment to make, I'm just going to start reveling in my bonus. But what I was going to talk about for Jennifer's body is the number of low-rise jean skirts that Megan Fox wears in this. I forgot, I forgot how, how popular jean skirts. It's just a ring ra- denim around your low hips. And... I hope that I do not see that come back in my lifetime anyone I I know that I wore it in middle school I'm okay you know I know that Y2K style is coming back we can have that conversation for another time but lord almighty do I hope that I never feel the pressure to wear another short mini low-rise jean skirt I feel like that Whoever started that trend wanted people to be insecure about their bodies. There's nothing flattering that makes the average uh, person who would wear that feel good looking in the mirror. Where it's it's a ring of denim. It doesn't hold anything. You can't open your legs. You can't frolic. The pop- You're gonna have bulky pockets in a mini jean short or mini jean skirt. It's just, it's not useful in any way. Megan Fox is wearing it on the cover of the movie. So I really wanted to bring up uh, that. It's not really a gripe with the movie because the movie came out in 2009. That's just what people were wearing. But looking back, I really hope that that uh, doesn't come back because I will not be participating.
0: So, indeed. Yes. The jean skirt phase, the denim. Skirt like the skirts those like mini skirts the majority of the time i'm like why would you wear that when you could wear a midi or maxi skirt ever ever they're,
1: well they're also so stiff i like a good i like mini skirts or they're fine i think that are I flowy. prefer in a dress form yeah but yeah they're just so like you can't there's no get because you can't like at least in a flowy skirt you can, like, when you sit down, you can put the fabric in between your legs, you know? And, like, you have that excess, you know, you can tuck it behind you and stuff like that. But the jean skirt, it's so stiff. You have... you. There's no... Movement. It, like, if you, yeah. So, like, if the wind or whatever, if you're walking, it, if you flash if something moves, that you can't grab it and, and put fabric
0: <laughs> elsewhere. Like oh Like, God. that's it. So yes okay so that's I think what I question. was going to say about this something that my friend Anna brought up when we were talking about this was like shout out to Anna is this Anna F no that's her name is pronounced Anna I, okay <laughs> that's,
1: I only hear about these people on text and their names yes are yes the it's
0: spelled the same but you no know, my friend Anna on a liner I've like just made an Instagram post basically dedicated to her because I take so many photos of her anyway so she and she's also on my recent Twitter. Oh, we need to acknowledge. Okay, first of all, follow us on Twitter at the lavender yes. pod. Uh, yes. But uh, something that Renaissance adores doing for some fucking reason because they're a hater is telling slandering my name and saying that I am like 5'3. No, because listener, you are. You are. I five, am 5'8. I'm five, five eight and a half, five, actually. I'm I am barely fa- like I am a really tall five two and
1: three quarters. If Shut we're being the honest. fuck
0: up. I'm And the thing is is that my friend Anna, I think she's actually like five two. I I just posted pictures on my Twitter of us standing next to each other and like she's like fully like a head and more shorter than me and it's so clear like it's the opposite oh, my god oh my god it is infuriating opposite. it is infuriating actually like, i think sunny might be for love and if we're being completely shut honest the f- okay listen one of my best friends is four foot eight and when we stand next to each other it's honestly funny like the way she says sunny to, like, is so short my that the like, friend that's five eight is just like heads and shoulders taller stop this is bullying this is harassment it's targeted harassment of tall people okay it's who's the tall person here (laughs) sonny you hate to see an asian be over five seven you hate to see it i know it wrinkles it wrinkles all of your souls but listen i listen i'm the i am the descendant of tall people and of northern china and listen (laughs) my my grandpa is not like six foot four just for you guys to slander my name like this this is ridiculous Kid, I believe that. I mean, I've
1: never seen your grandpa pictures anything. But if you told me that he was six four, I'd believe you. Do I believe that you are five eight? No, because you're not. Oh sunny. my! You're literally God.
0: Five two oh and three quarters. My God. So I can't wait to disprove you, you when I when I fight you in real life, in August when I when I give you a pummel to the face like <laughs> a fucking I'm sucker gonna punch. Land-
1: in in the airport in st louis and you're gonna just Gone barely up. be exiting the airport and you're gonna body <laughs> slam you're gonna be in the, the terminal and i'm gonna body slam
0: you like and then those, then like, you'll fully know that yeah there's
1: like non-flying tickets but like so you can get past security so the moment i'm off that plane you just fucking <laughs> body slam me in I'm the middle in of the, the terminal as your mm-hmm. plane
0: flies in i'm like bitch yeah look you're no, actually exactly. the one that's like the fucking flight. <laughs> the person <laughs> holding the fucking
1: who's yeah. like yeah. guiding the airplane in, and you like stop it early. I'm up and then like <laughs> sneak onto the plane somehow.
0: <laughs> and then you just beat me. The pilots you are even just get screaming, like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my god. But yeah, anyway. So Anna, <laughs> my friend, the person who yeah. does actually definitively prove that I am tall and always have been, not is, true. Um, shut the fuck up. She told me she was saying what I really like. What she one of the things that she really loves about this movie is how the antagonists of the and the kind of the, the people who do the inciting incident incident of trying to sacrifice jennifer uh is they're like an indie band of of like these boys that are in an indie band and it's like that's the thing the greasy disgusting misogynists of the world oftentimes are just beloved within their spaces of being like musicians and artists and well celebrated by everyone in the community and their town as we see in this movie when really they're fucking asshole freaks who are exploiting and literally, like, literally killing women and abusing them for the purpose of their own, like, career and financial, like, gain. Uh, and, we, and that is such a key point of this movie that I think is, like, on, when Anna brought it up, I was like, wow, this... And Anna listens to our podcast, too, pretty regularly, so shout out to her. Love, love her. Um, is, like, how that's so... It's so funny, like, the, the poetic justice that this movie brings about for girls who hate e-boys before e-boys even existed or were a thing like indie boys um not you making a tweet just now just to slant oh my god oh my god this is
1: why all of the listeners need to follow us on twitter it is mandatory you cannot finish listening to this episode until you follow sunny and i on twitter
0: exactly exactly it's the truth so anyways um I don't think I had anything else to say oh but yeah I don't think so any other takes on Jennifer's body no except Megan Fox's boobs look
1: great in this movie but that's really a side point and they're (laughs) supposed to she uses them for like weapons of war and mass destruction right but um I mean it'd work on me so.
0: I love when girls go crazy and saying feral like and I think and the progression of both of our main characters in this movie being able to do that I fucking adore it. just love, yeah. love, love it. I live, laugh, love for it. it's true. Um, so now talking about media that we would recommend to each other. Yeah. the book that I'm gonna pitch to you today instead oh, of we're keeping
1: you... with the with the book bu- I love the book Rex, but I thought' we're, we were. I thought you were gonna try and pressure yourself for like, uh, yes. But the thing is, is that this everything. one,
0: this kind of connects. I mean, I'll probably think of something else to make try to make you watch or something. But okay. um, this this particular book is like, um, kind of reminds me of the things we were talking about, uh, and that is another book by Sally Rooney called Conversations with Friends. Uh, because it's another book that I feel like the primary relationship in the story is about these two close female friends who are both like sapphic um and the way that they are together but aren't uh and how the men in their lives and within the story kind of end up being these these objects in a way almost even though they are presented as fully you know human characters and and fully flesh people but i think that the way like you know the art the the book is really about the relationship between our main character, who is this girl who's kind of, like, lost in the world. She's, like, in her early 20s, like, not really sure what she wants to do with her life, doesn't really care either. Um, she's a communist. Um, and she... So is Sally Rooney, actually, which is why, you know, I love her and her work. It really reflects in, in her writing. There's a... Actually, I need to show you this video um, of Sally Rooney talking about writing. But anyway, so... in this book, our main character is... Kind of her, my, our main character and her best friend slash kind of girlfriend are are getting involved with this artist couple, uh, who are kind, kind of like I think like ethically non monogamous or whatever I don't know. Uh, basically, because the main character's best friend really wants to be friends with or lovers with the woman in the relationship who is an artist and really well known for her work and like really cool. But her husband, the the artist woman's husband, is an actor who is very like conventionally attractive and so our main character ends up getting involved with him and like kind of he's cheating on his wife like with her and she so it's like a love triangle but love square situation almost uh and it's I I just think that it talks because you don't like media about teenagers or anything and you liked normal people um I think you would really enjoy this because it's about you know, young adults and adults, because I think the man, the actor, is like in his thirties, um, and like the complicated like relationship dynamics that are, the, and the way that our characters, like kind of estrangement from each other and their families and their sense of self is really integral to the storytelling and the plot. And I think I think you would enjoy it. And uh, I listened to it via audiobook, uh, and I enjoyed the audiobook as well. Love Irish accents. So
1: <laughs> I yeah. also love Irish accents. Yes. Um. Great. I will definitely. Is that on Libby? I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Libby. Libby, if you ever want to sponsor us, please hit us with a sponsorship. Have, oh my, that would honestly be the best thing ever. Honest if the to God. St. Louis Public Library or <laughs> Libby wants <laughs> to sponsor Louisville,
0: us. Please sponsor us. I think. I
1: think a, a great sponsors would be um Harvard for quoting that one fucking article all yes. the time. Yes. Taylor Swift, uh-huh. obviously. Uh-huh. Um, Libby. Uh-huh. We'd love to hear a sponsorship from them. Indeed. And the St. Louis Pub- <laughs> Public Yes, St. Louis
0: County Public Libraries. Yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up
1: anytime. Please. We would oh, be yes. so happy. You would have so much ad time. However long you want the ad yes. to be, we'll give it to you. It's um, indeed. Anyways, okay. So my recommendation. My recommendation is more in line with Uh, fortune favors the dead so get yourself into that mindset that's where that's what this is coming from so it is a movie called the night watch and it is a tv movie which in america you think of like lifetime or something that's like really cheesy like that and this is actually it was a surprisingly very good movie it is based off of the book which i had up i think
0: by sarah something sarah waters Yes, Sarah Waters. Sarah Waters wrote *Fingersmith*, which is what. The, yeah. Um, yes, which is what the *Handmaid* is based off of. And she's and my uh, oh. Anna, not not Anna. Anna ordered *The Fingersmith*. Is that, the one the, is that F last yes. name? Yes. Okay. Yes. She's yes. also another listener, so shout out to you, Anna. I, she recently ordered *The Fingersmith* uh, by Sarah Waters. Yes. based off of my recommendation, even though I haven't even read the book, I just love the mo- I just love the Handmaiden so much. Yeah, because because uh, The Fingersmith by, by Sarah Waters is like Sarah Waters is a seminal lesbian writer. Like her work yes. is all about lesbianism, and it's great. But yes, um, The Fingersmith is a book that is set in like, Wait, Victorian.
1: This is not. This is not. This is no. Not let, me though. let me explain. Though.
0: Let me explain. Let me explain.
1: though we we'll talk about that later.
0: And it is good.
1: It has two of my favorite actresses in it: Claire Foy and Jodie Whittaker, who are both very popular. Um, this is actually kind of towards the beginning of Claire Foy's career, which I found interesting. And it is a very lesbian movie. But one thing that I really like that is a bit different from, a, I think, a lot of the lesbian movies that I end up watching don't really have a lot of, like, mask representation, or yeah, lesbians is one of the main characters. And the main character of this movie is a... Butch um, lesbian, which I thought was really cool, especially like in a period drama, because it kind of showed one, like what that style looks like, just like, which I thought looked really cool. Like she looks cool. And also just what having a lesbian relationship while being gender non-conforming during the second world war looked like. Also the way the way that the story is told, like it's chronological order, it is giving, um, this is probably the only thing it has in common with Birds of Prey, but that kind of, like, jumpy, Yeah, like, it yeah. doesn't go in a traditional, like, chronological order. Um, that I thought was really interesting, and it's just a good lesbian movie that I think does not have, I think it has less than a thousand, yeah, it has less than 500 logged watches on Letterboxd, which is, like, not a yeah. lot but it's really good it's on amazon prime for free like you don't even have to rent it and very good bbc has good like tv movies and it's an adaption of a good book and like it's like the lesbians feel real they don't feel like performative or like cash grabby or yeah you know like oh this is a there's lesbians in this it feels like genuine um And there's also, like, a a, a gay man storyline. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also present in
0: Fortune Favors of the Dead.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved that twist. I loved that twist in Fortune Favors of the Dead. We didn't talk about it, but I that was fun I thought that that was fun I agree if, yeah. if you if
0: anyone if any of our listeners end up listening yeah. the thing is just that Fortune it. Favors the Dead has such little hype both on like book talk and booktube and just the book internet in general like I just feel like not enough people uh, people are always asking for like sapphic books and whatever but they everyone recommends the same like five things that I've read and thought were like mid at best <laughs> and they're all like YA fans. oh so used. you
1: can say things are mid, but
0: I'm not allowed to call. Things but that's med- because you haven't engaged with the stuff that I'm talking about, anyways. Like, that's not, that's unrelated. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but anyway, back on my Sarah Waters thing, the thing is, yes. is that. I love to talk about Sarah Waters, even though I haven't read any of her books, because I love the how uh, The Handmaiden kind of takes an adaptation of a book that was set in Victorian London and then puts it in colonially occupied Korea from Japan, which was deeply influenced by the colonial regimes of Oh, like within London and stuff and like the way that that and I've, I've heard from different podcasts and stuff that I listen to uh, about that have discussed like the handmaiden and Sarah Waters stuff at, at length is apparently in Sarah Waters the fingersmith the ending is like much more twisty and dark than in the handmaiden and the handmaiden we, we get a happy ending but apparently in the actual in like the book that it's based off of the place in which the handmaiden kind of ends uh that's like the halfway point of the book i think we should actually read this book together yeah yeah isn't that insane sorry that's not good for a podcast
1: because my reaction was silent but my jaw literally like dropped like right right dropped (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i think we should we should read we should read uh fingersmith actually that would be that would be an interesting yeah episode but um what the fuck was i i don't know oh have you seen the movie yes god yes no,
1: and I don't feel like I've even heard of it so usually I can I've at least heard of the yes, God, yes, it, it's a movie.
0: yes, and it stars um this actress I really love, Natasha Dyer, who is also in novitiate. You've seen novitiate, right?
1: Yes, oh, and she's on she's in stranger things. yes, which I have she's she's a novitiate. Why do I not? I remember? think so.
0: Oh no wait, I'm confusing my actresses with uh regina
1: king and regina joy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, oh was no she wasn't in the mission. i heard of alice a young innocent catholic girl is tempted into masturbating after an aol chat suddenly turned sexual oh my gosh that is yes i'm adding this to my watch list but then this remind this i i almost recommended you something else but then i chose the night watch because of fortune favors the dead but if you're doubling up, I'm I'm going to double up. So do your pitch for Yes, God, Yes.
0: Yeah, so obviously... Okay, this movie also explores that early 2000s girlhood thing that we were talking about. Love um, it. Eat it up ways, every time. Exactly. In the ways that, like... Like, this movie isn't explicitly, I think, queer in any way. But I think the way that we were talking about like the objectification of men and the way that girls treat each other and the way that, and because this movie kind of takes place at like a Catholic retreat. Like if, if you went to Catholic school or went to church or anything for, you know, and we grew up like religious and Christian in America, like, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like they take you to this, like more less camp and you live there and like the camp counselors are b- bitches. And like, it's, you know, it's pretty evil. Uh, and this movie is kind of set over the course of this. And, Our main character is this young girl who's kind of discovering her sexuality and, and there's these like complicated dynamics that I think are also kind of expressed in the Divines uh and explored there where it's like oh there's like this hierarchy of girls and there's also like oh but she hooked up with this guy but no he said that she, she didn't they didn't hook up but he said that he hooked up with her and and she said that he it's like this movie is just so it's like also very deeply cringy and funny in the way that Shiva baby is almost kind of reminds it kind of gives me the vibes of like Shiva baby the, the the amount of anxiety that you feel watching the movie because you're like oh god no um Um, and I think that, I don't know, I feel like you would really enjoy this movie, and it's also directed by a woman, and it's, like, it's, like, it's another movie that's, like, for girls by girls, like, and it's, it's just about that, that experience, so I think you would, you would enjoy it. It's on Netflix. Yes,
1: I just saw that. Um, That is so funny. Okay, we are, like, on the same page, because this my recommendation it's a short film it's literally 10 minutes i almost sent you the link to it last night when i was like wait i might want to save this for a recommendation so i didn't (laughs) um but i did think of you when i was watching it and it's called i don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced in spanish or not but uh uh vergen vergencita i guess vergencita which means like virgin virgin woman um and it's uh, it was produced by Emma. How do you pronounce it? Oh, Seligman. Oh, Emma Seligman, Seligman. the person yes. who
0: made Chiva Baby. Yes,
1: yes. It's produced by her. She won the. How theater. do you spell it? S e l i g m a n. No, no, no! I mean the movie name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know how to spell Emma Seligman. <laughs> See, I I said I'm declaring myself the bimbo of the podcast. <laughs> Oh my um, V I R G E N C I T A, sita. I can't go from the end to the s- sound very smoothly.
0: How you can do you the call other way around? V I R G I,
1: no E N, mm. E N, like virgin. Uh huh. The end, and then Sita. C I T A. Okay. Let's see. Um. But anyways, uh, it is a a woman's failed attempt at masturbating leaves her accused of being suicidal. Uh, so, both awkward masturbation movies we have decided to recommend. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes, God, that yes. Are, that is actually based off of a short film.
1: Laced. What?
0: Yes, God, yes is also is also like based off of a short film. Kind of like how Shiva Baby is. Of course. It, yep. so
1: two of the same things if you like shiva baby and any of the other things these are two more recommendations for the listeners um and also i'm recommending this to you and it's about this did you watch um emma's other short film void no have you seen it okay um that's also about like the awkwardness of masturbating Oh and this is kind of like this i've seen anything that emma has ever worked on that's public i've watched um but it's like this except mexican so it has more of a catholic feel Uh it's more religious more religious tension like emma's like i'm not catholic i'm jewish so all of the things that emma makes is jewish but then she just supports other awkward religious tension (laughs) projects yeah um and this is it and so it's about this young woman who still lives at home probably like in her 20s and she is masturbating in the shower um, and then slips. And that's why she's accused of being suicidal uh, because her mom doesn't her like she's too embarrassed to tell her mom that she was masturbating. Um, and just the way that it's shot reminds me of the movie and the short film. And you can just tell that like this is a project that Emma would yeah. be on uh mm-hmm. so definitely in that genre if if you if that's the media that you like when sunny night recommend then this is and it's literally 10 minutes like you can just look it up um, yeah For and
0: sure. watch it so yeah what the fuck? I was gonna show you something. I was gonna. Sh- oh yeah. So I need to show you the Yara Zay video on Jennifer's body, and I need to show you the uh the Sally Rooney video. Anyway, so I'm just categorizing. I'm putting that cataloging yeah. that in my, the back of my brain. Anyway, everything so, um... that I
1: watch now because I've I've watched a lot of things this month, but I can I only feel like like only a few of them are good recommendations. So now I watch things for two reasons: one to log in on Letterbox because I'm addicted to that silly little app. <laughs> And two, there are things where I'm like, I watch and I'm like, do I want to save this as a recommendation and not tell Sunny that I've seen this? Or is this something that I need to talk to about, like, immediately to Sunny? Yeah, like, right now, right now. So this is oh one where I wanted to talk to you about, like, wait, this would make a good recommendation, so I saved it. But gotcha. now I'm out so quickly, so I need to start watching more things so that I have. Right. <laughs> Because oh there's God. something that oh, I watch, no, I, I'm like, Sunny's gonna hate
0: this. I should not recommend this to Sunny. But then oh, there's things well, I'm like, so I need funny. to save this. So. Yeah. No, my of books I can recommend is honestly endless. That to the point that like, even if I just today I just decided I'm no longer reading any books, I could still for the next three seasons of this show, if we continue doing this. I mean, okay, finger. Mm-hmm. I want to keep dating it. Recommend. Is
1: this you telling me that you're like, oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Of course not. Ghost That's you and ditch you lost. and leave you?
0: Okay. No, I would never. Listen, I've never. In my life. Well, ex-boyfriend in middle okay. school, but like that doesn't count. Like <laughs> I've never like ghost. Person who. First of all, I'm messy. I love drama.
1: I feel I like love- if we do have a falling out, if that ever happens, knock on wood that it doesn't. I would hate for that to happen, but I feel like it is going to be the brawl Twitter thread dragging of the century. Maybe we should do it just for listens, just for views. Like when we dip and we really need that boost, we should just we should just have a Make full up on drama public Twitter to, fight. To fight. Yeah, yeah. I think we
0: should. No, we Someone try to, and ruin Sunny's and they- I's friendship
1: for the listens yeah, for the streams.
0: Yes, yeah. for this. Stri- no, no, no. You know that one fucking disgusting podcast. Uh, call her daddy, the barstool no. podcast with those. You don't know what I'm fucking talking about? Okay, well, no, you're gay. Never mind. So there's, so there's this podcast called Call Her Daddy that Barstool like hosted, and it started like in 2015 2014 like way back when and it's just these like straight girls talking about straight girl things um and like what I remember when my one straight friend who I don't talk to anymore because she's like conservative uh was like telling me like oh you should listen to this podcast because you you can get like good tips or whatever I was like okay what I was looking through their podcast I was like um I, I mean even when I was younger I was like looking through that being like this is so questionable because one of the episode things that really stuck stuck in my mind even now is that like one of the things that they said was like how to get birth control but not from Planned Parenthood it's like what what are you what's the issue with Planned Parenthood like I don't get it um anyway yeah like it's like that it's very rancid vibes okay so anyway call her daddy basically there's a car outside my house is that a cop car is that a is that an
1: SUV? Sunny gets arrested live on podcast.
0: <laughs> live on podcast. Streams pod- here. A 12 a.m. Yes. Anyway, okay, so um, what the fuck was I talking
1: about? I don't know. We were talking about fighting for clout on Twitter. And then you brought oh, yeah. the podcast yeah,
0: so, so Call Her Daddy. Recently, like maybe last year, they had this huge falling out with the two co-hosts of the show, these two girls. And like, because Call Her Daddy has millions of listeners and streamers like people were in the comments of those girls instagram posts uh, talking about call her daddy like being like i side with sophia i side with like it was insane Pain. Like genuinely crazy. And now that podcast has like fallen apart because one of the girls was like, I'm leaving. Like, it's crazy. Like, anyway. And and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, if we get an audience that fucking big where there's like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people being like tuning in and like understanding our dynamic and being like, wow, this is so toxic. And I don't like and I don't like how she said this. And like the like that is lit, like that'd be so fucking funny. Our Call Her Daddy era. That'd be so fucking funny. I love
1: I think once we get like jbu status right and like i see the thing is i don't know if my goal not that i mean i hope this happens for the podcast but like it's not like i'm in it for this but i don't know if like fantasy wise if my goal for the podcast if it would be cool for us to have like um i mean still large but kind of like insular community of jbu where it's like either you've been there for years and you understand them Uh and on like an intimate level and it's like they are like you know those right. creators or if I want like international <laughs> like yeah. the biggest pot we revolutionize the podcasting world we are the dynamic like just right. cash cows just fucking yes. huge. never have to get a real job in our life never have to apply <laughs> for anything we don't have to write another cover letter in our ever oh fucking lives that I think would be really great for us as
0: well yes as communists who don't want to do labor in a capitalist society
1: (laughs) i mean we we like you know we'll garden and do that but also i would love to never have to apply for a job or work in retail or do a job that makes me stand for eight plus hours a day indeed i would love the podcast love would love that yeah
0: oh yeah and paris commented on one of our one of our tweets being like just now realizing what you guys kind of have the dynamic as, as like gabby and allison on jbu yeah <laughs> which is like great
1: you... like i want that for hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people i
0: want to get that tweet every right. five minutes no exactly i want people to be like because we're we are their sons okay we, we are, are yes th- this podcast is a son of jbu yes. <laughs> that is that I uh, yeah 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 it's true.
1: I don't think we would have the friendship we do, nor the podcast we do, if we both independently did not grow up
0: watching JBU. Yes. yes. Indeed. Observing but, the parasocial relationship kind of at level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we, like, it's not like we introduced JBU to the yes. other person. Like, we and, like, independently you really
0: had those phases in, like, fucking middle school. Like, and, like, yeah. still
1: consistently watch their, right. like, videos and listen to their yeah. podcast. Uh-huh. And, like, now it's we bring crazy. that independently to now our show no, exactly dynamic.
0: Similar to, like, BBC Sherlock, honestly. And, yeah. like, what else, what other phases have, have we had that align Like, it's it's pretty crazy, I think. I mean, those two
1: enough are so mentally ill. So and, fucking and plat- titular. Like, there's yeah. so many... Im- implications of justice. Oh, Hamilton is one yeah, of them. Hamilton, independent too. Hamilton phases. Indeed, both just liking musical. I mean, you did musical theater, but I think yeah. both of us just
0: standing in
1: general. Yeah.
0: theater. But you, the thing is that you like you like more like classic things in terms of like music that's more like classic rock or like classic musical theater shows or <laughs> whatever. Classic like, rock and
1: classic musical theater. No, I'm dead. And
0: then like, like the blueprint of musical theater of like everything from like Oklahoma to fucking I I don't know anything goes or whatever like anything goes that's what I'm saying like that's the genre of like musical theater and like music that you engage with I'm a new age bitch like I love musical theater that is like that's like Hamilton and beyond like I love I mean I do too
1: I like Hamilton and in the Heights and Waitress is not like a full orchestra uh, musical in the way that older ones hold on let me if you don't follow my musical theater playlist on Spotify please do my Spotify is Renaissance Marie I don't know what the title of that pod or but of you that know, like,
0: I don't go out of my way to listen to that like I what are some musical sh- theater shows that I really love I love the musical theater adaptation of Carrie I love the musical theater adapt. I love um, I obviously I that one. yeah no that's what I'm saying the things that I like in musical theater are things that you wouldn't even have like Cared about or heard about, like I really, really love Natasha Pierre and the, um, and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. I love Bring It On. What well, is it really called? Bring It On, um, the the musical Bring It On, the musical. Love that. Love. There's
1: like a Bring It On, the musical that you, that was one of my favorite shows. As a, everyone take a shot. No, like the like the actual Broadway show. show. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that it had a Broadway. No, exactly. Show. That's what I'm I've, saying. No. Yeah oh uh, Les Mis is one of my favorite musicals see that's
0: what I'm saying like like um, I, I had a Les Mis phase when I was younger as well but like the things that I'm actually interested in now,
1: obviously
0: right see like like I've seen Hairspray I've seen Anything
1: Goes I've, I've seen Band, which is it's a new play that sounds like an old one so right
0: like I've seen Wicked I've seen Les Mis I've seen like I, I know the... oh I love Six but Six is like pop <laughs> Six is pop for a musical theater people like that's the thing like your tastes and stuff and ours are just like in mine they it's like we align it like it's like a fucking like a path that kind of goes in and out like it but they're yeah. kind of they're kind of like parallel to each other which is which is what makes love this podcast beautiful. I think but that's because Jesse Mueller is on the cast recording and I love Jesse Mueller such a Jesse Mueller stand. That's why this 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 works because the niche interests that you have the niche interest mm-hmm. that I have overlap in Venn diagram like ways. Yeah. but in ways that don't fully overlap, which means that yeah. our opinions and tastes are like. Because if it were just exactly the same, like it just wouldn't be as interesting. That'd be are... so
1: boring, right? If exactly. We agreed on everything. Yeah, See, we
0: have the same interests,
1: but different tastes within those interests. Yeah, and that's what makes us work because we're able to talk about the same things but still have different opinions.
0: Exactly. Agreed. And then same opinions so on a variety of things as well, and yeah. it's it's a good mix. It's we... healthy. Both find the same people dumb. So <laughs> that really helps. Uh, it's helpful, yeah. So, anyways, I think that's the end of this episode. If you, yeah, have... it's already two. Hours. No, de- like, <laughs> Again. like I said, this show just gets longer and longer every recording. Oh my Our God. season
1: finale is gonna be t- a ten-hour-long episode, <laughs> unedited, just straight conversation, okay. no breaks, no a thousand p breaks. There will be p breaks, oh, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, no yeah, editing, yeah. ten-hour-long yeah. conversation, indeed
0: full binge yes indeed so if you want to reach out to us again follow us on twitter at the lavender pod email us at the lavender menace podcast at gmail.com we love getting emails love getting messages love getting interactions with you guys and um you know we need more twitter followers so we do and it's a fun time (laughs) it is it is we love to engage
1: start uh I think eventually, we'll tell you when we host it, but on the podcast Twitter, I think we should try to actively tweet, like, the other person, and then our followers comment below, like, in the replies, who who they, yeah, who they think tweeted which tweet.
0: (laughs) Yes, that would be fun.
1: And, like, we don't specify, because right now, sometimes if we're saying, like, me, or they just said something, then we specify, like, who's saying what, Uh but I think we should, like, do a a fun little challenge to see. A challenge yeah to see who sounds you. Like yeah indeed indeed so yeah thanks so much for listening yes please listen to all of our other episodes if you haven't subscribe or follow on Spotify I don't know what the button says
0: yeah I think follow yeah,
1: yeah. follow me on Twitter personally at
0: RedX follow me on Twitter at AsunnyBooknook. subscribe to my YouTube channel sunny um yeah. follow me on Instagram @sunnybooknook. Well, it's actually the handle is sunny with a camera, but you know.
1: Yeah. So that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it and bye.
0: See ya.